Know what it takes for you to be an influencer in your industry? A million followers? A million dollars? Hear stories from real-life influencers to discover what it truly takes to be an influencer. This is Influence That Innovates. Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of the show. Thank you for listening. My name is Andrew Gabbert and my goal is to find the meaning of the word influencer. And I'm doing that by connecting with people in business across industries, asking them how they influence others. So today I'm joined by Jason Callis, the CEO and co-founder of Hatch Marketing Plans. Hey Andrew, hello everyone. How you doing? Great, yourself? Doing well, doing well. Very excited, very first episode, so. Rock and roll, baby. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yep. <laughs> so why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about Hatch. Sure. Uh, at Hatch, we're making marketers' lives easier by providing them a clean and easy way to create marketing calendars, dashboards, playbooks, and reports. So you're a software company. We're a software company. We're a startup. We're new. Yeah. Um, we're in our early stages. So right now, we're actually pre-revenue, pre-funding, uh, just kind of getting uh, the product out to beta users. Uh, doing lots of testing, getting lots of great feedback, uh, and hoping to have a paid product in Q1 of 2016. Yeah, so a lot of forecasting yourself. Yeah, a lot of forecasting myself. Yeah. A, lot of, yeah. Yeah. a lot of looking ahead to the future. <laughs> so, cool. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you, my first question is, what motivated you to start Hatch? Yeah, so, um, you know, I started with my own personal problem, right? So I'm a marketer, I've been doing it for 15 years. Um, what I do a lot of is forecasting, right? So creating... Uh, calendars, dashboards, playbooks, and ultimately reports. So as a marketer, um, you're asked to kind of write up these descriptions in Word, you're asked to kind of do these forecasts or calculations in Excel, and then at the end of the day, you go around and you shop your ideas, your concepts, your strategy, your uh, calendar uh, in a PowerPoint deck to whether it's an executive or a client or the internal teams. Um, and for me, that's what I spend a lot of my time doing. And the reality is, is it's slow. For me, for me, for other people, you know, I don't know. No, I, I do know, actually. I know that it is slow for a lot of other folks. And so um, right around this time last year, uh, I was doing more and more of this, and, and I kept on kind of looking for other solutions, looking for alternatives to that PowerPoint, Word, and Excel problem that I was having. Uh, and so when I was asking around and talking with other marketers, uh, they would say, hey, great, here's my playbook, or here's my uh, PowerPoint deck, or here, this is how I do my forecasting. And that's great, and a lot of people leverage that, and everyone has their own thing, uh, but at the end of the day, it's still slow. It's still painful. And so at Hatch, uh, we've actually built a solution that's not only fast, but it's easy, um, and it's a beautiful presentation at the end of the day. Yeah. So what's the problem that you're trying to solve? You've, uh, you've touched on it a little bit. Yeah. Why don't you define the problem that you've set out to solve with Hatch? Yeah. So uh, like anywhere else, you know, time is money. Uh, and so putting together a forecast, putting together projections, uh, mapping out your campaigns, whether it's annual program or whether it's a specific product launch, uh, it takes a lot of time. Uh, there's a lot of involvement from a lot of different players. Um, you know, the larger the team, the more time, energy, and effort that goes into it. Um, and so we are solving a time problem. Um, at the same time, I think there's a little bit of a confidence opportunity here, right? So going into an executive room and saying, well, what are we doing for retailers in this market or that market this time of the year? What are we doing for email on this date and this month? And what are the numbers? And not having that readily available puts folks on their heels, right? And so no matter how talented you are, no matter how good you are, there's always going to be a question that's going to go unanswered or unknown. And we want to solve that. 
right? So we're addressing that. And so I, I kind of translate that to confidence uh, because being able to going into the room and going, you know what, you want to ask me any question, I got it right here in my back pocket. That's pretty empowering, yeah. right? And, and I think that's the way it should be for mm-hmm. marketers because there's so much effort and energy that goes into these things. Um, it would be great to be able to kind of have those answers readily available, and our tool does that for folks. Um, the other piece of it, at the end of the day, is you know we want folks to look good. We want them to have an opportunity to shine um, with their teams and be able to have that confidence. And for the CEO, for the business owner, we want them to do well, right? And from a marketing standpoint, the whole goal is to reach your objectives. And if we can help businesses get there, that's exciting for us. Yeah. So do you see yourself as an influencer? You know, it's, it's actually a good question. I had to think about it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you put it a couple different ways to me earlier, and I was like, wow, that, that is a good question. Um, when I think of influencers, whether you take it in business, whether you take it in religion, whether you take it in politics, in any uh, environment, the reality is that influencers gain power by solving problems or whether it's real or whether it's you know made up in some cases. But the, re- the reality is, is that those influencers gain um, that influence by solving problems. And so I translate that, and when you ask me if I'm an influencer, I think we're solving a big problem here. Uh, so in that way, I do think we are influencing the market. Uh, I think we're influencing businesses, whether they're small or large. Um, and to be able to produce uh, calendars, playbooks, and dashboards in a way that's going to be effective and uh, readily available to them um, in a way that they can answer questions easily, I think that's a game changer in a lot of ways. Yeah. So so talk about that a little bit. When you are... You've been doing a lot of planning, a lot of preparation. Because <laughs> I'm a planner. As, yeah, you're a planner, and that's your software. So My wife will back me up on that. <laughs> <laughs> so... You are, you're preparing to release, you're in beta phase right now, beta test, yes. you've got a lot of beta testers yep. who are trying out your software. Um, how does their feedback influence your impact on them? How does that change the way that you are trying to help them out? How does, how does that work for yeah. you? It's huge. Yeah, so um, early on, we, we actually sat down with a number of agencies, we sat down with a number of marketers, we sat down with a number of marketing leaders. And, and the feedback that we got is, this is a big problem. If you're able to solve this, you know, this is a, a huge thing that you're unlocking for us. And so they were pretty excited about it. And so we've been very fortunate to maintain those conversations, maintain that dialogue, and actually have opportunities to sit down with them have them test our product and give us feedback. Uh, and that for us is, is really like gold, yeah. right? To be able to look through a marketer's eyes or be able to look through a customer's eyes or a user's eyes and get direct feedback influences us in, in the, the biggest way. Um, you know, it goes down to saying, oh, it shouldn't be this color because of X, Y, and Z. And you're like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I didn't think of that. I would have <laughs> never been able to step uh, into that world and understand that you know, orange in your world means negative. And so any number that's an orange is actually perceived as a negative versus, you know, if it's a revenue number, we want to see it in bright, shiny green. You know, <laughs> like there's all these great things that, you know, I, I was looking at through a designer's eye and saying, oh, I like this orange blue combination and it looks beautiful. But, it, uh, you know, from our user's perspective, they saw something, pointed it out. Um, and absolutely. And, and then again, that's a small, small one. And we get tons of great feedback. And so um, we're trying to incorporate as much of it as we can. 
um, of course, we kind of take it under consideration, but at the same time, you know, there's huge value there mm -hmm. for us. Yeah, I think that one thing that is common amongst the top tier influencers, the, you know, the highly respected, the 100,000 follower, you know, group um, is generally speaking, they're good at listening. They can, they, they're not always trying to tell you about what they can do, but they're willing to listen and then respond well. They, they not only listen, but then they act accordingly and fix problems that people bring up. Um, I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's so key. Um, and, and when you talk with other startups, you would talk with other entrepreneurs, uh, that's the biggest thing in their mind is listening to their customers, learning from that, um, and evolving and adapting. Uh, that's huge. And, and to go back to my earlier analogy, when you take you know, the, the context of influencers outside of business and you start to kind of look at it in other ways, um, it becomes really interesting because what those influencers have done is they've done a good job of listening. You know, they know who their audience really is. Mm -hmm. um, they understand their fears. They understand their needs. They understand their concerns. They're, they understand. And, and that's why they're an influencer. Yeah. Um, and so absolutely agree that uh, understanding your, your customers, understanding your users, um, understanding the market um, is, is one of the biggest things that you can do, uh, whether you're starting a business or uh, uh, anything else. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. So how does that, I'm going to switch a little bit on the same, Great. excuse me, on the same theme. How important is it to listen to your team members and your employees? You know, because you as the CEO and co-founder, you are the leader. Yeah. You're, um, you're taking up the business and the sales side and, and marketing. So you're heading that up, but then you're also partnering very closely with the people on the, on the technology side of things. Yeah. Uh, it's, again, it's equally as huge, right? So, um, when you talk about listening to team members, when you talk about learning from team members, uh, you know, there's some golden rules out there, right? Always hire somebody that's smarter than you um, and, and make sure to listen to them. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, I try to do uh, and hope that I do, uh, but I'm sure that I can do a better job in, in every step. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it's something that, like, we talk about openly uh, to the point when we uh, look for partners, when we talk with folks, um, it's one of the first things I point out. Like, I'm interested in you adding value. And the way that you added value is, is by teaching me. Um, and so in no way do I want to have a myonologue, um, you know, conversation with myself. I don't know if that makes any sense. But, but, <laughs> but the idea, the, the reality is, is that it does me no good to talk out loud. Um, but it does give me a lot of value to actually listen. Mm -hmm. um, and that means listening to clients. It means listening to team members. Uh, it means listening to other entrepreneurs. Uh, it means me listening to other business members. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's a lot to learn, and uh, you know I want to make sure that I'm keeping my ears wide open. Yeah. Do you have an example of a time when you've listened to an employee when there maybe has been some conflict and or differing of opinions, and you've had to compromise or say um, maybe you've had to say I'm sorry I'm the boss and this is <laughs> I, I need to say that my way. I want to point out I'm the boss. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, there, there's definitely—I don't, I don't know if there's conflicts, but there, there's definitely um, there's exchanges uh, where both people are passionate about their beliefs, mm -hmm. um, and I actually think that's part of a healthy organization is to be able to have the confidence to, to voice your concerns um, openly, um, and at the end of the day, still be able to have a beer. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really important, <laughs> you know. And, and, and honestly, like I don't know any other way, and, and I don't want to know any other way. Um, 
So, so yeah, there, there's always going to be uh, opportunities for healthy discussion and debate. Uh, we try to encourage it among the team, mm -hmm. and there's endless examples of that. Yeah. Um, you know, when we talk about feature sets, uh, just think about the prioritization that one goes through when actually developing software. Uh, we have a long list of all these things that we want to build, right? And so then it becomes <laughs> a debate, you know, right? Yeah. In some ways of saying, well, which one's most important? Mm -hmm. Which one's gain priority? And you know, you're gonna see people that are passionate on either sides of the table, whether it's a feature or functionality that, hey, I believe in this, I think this is the right thing to do. And on the other side of the table, you're gonna hear, no, this is the right thing to do. And at the end of the day, um, to your point, you know, uh, uh, I do have to make those decisions at some, you know, at some point so that we can move forward uh, if we're not able to get consensus as a team. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it is about having that collaboration, it's about those discussions, um, and having fun. Mm -hmm. um, and, and if we ever see that one person is trying to influence um, the conversation in a negative way, um, you know, we make sure to address that. But, but for yeah. the most part, you know, they're healthy, good discussions. Yeah. It's fun stuff. So talk to me about the future um, as you, you're, you're at this starting line, yeah. looking ahead. Yeah. So um, I think to be a, a founder, a, a co-founder, you know, entrepreneur, you have you to think have I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not where I was going. <laughs> uh, you have to have vision. You have to be able to see the future. So, um, how? Where do you see Hatch going? How big do you see it growing? Is there? Are you? Some people want to stay small. Some people want to grow big. Software companies typically want to grow and grow and grow. Sure. sure. So, where do you where do you see the future? Yeah. So, um, obviously, I see Hatch having a bright and shiny future. Um, I, I'm a little bit of an optimist in that, in that <laughs> perspective, uh, and it's probably a little bit of what gets me up in the morning, right? So, the opportunity is huge for us. Um, like many other software companies, uh, we look at, look at the market size. We're talking a big, uh, a big chunk. Um, right now, uh, there's uh, $20 billion being spent on marketing technology each year. Uh, that's going to grow to $32 billion by 2018. Okay, so we're talking about a sizable yeah. market <laughs> opportunity. Yep. And so what we're seeing and, and what others are seeing and, and what everyone's talking about is kind of like this mad rush of all these different solutions, uh, marketing solutions. And so everybody's kind of carving out their little piece, whether it's niche or a bigger play. Uh, there's a lot of activity right now. Uh, there's something like 2,500 software companies that are focused on marketing technology <laughs> going after that $32 billion in 2018. And so we're part of that. That's exciting to us. Now, the, the, the reality and the kind of how we justify that and where we see us sitting among this is right now there's not a lot of planning tools. There's project management tools, there's dashboards, there's analytics, there's execution. But when you talk about solving the problem of saying, I have to create a marketing calendar, I need a marketing uh, playbook, uh, I need to be able to present this to an executive team and make sure that it looks good, we don't see uh, anything out there mm -hmm. like Hatch. And so um, that's exciting to us. And uh, you know that's the fun part. And so when you think about how we're gonna play with all those other tools, I would love to be able to sit you know, our planning tool in front of a lot of those other dashboards, a lot of those other reporting tools, and, and be a part of what they have going on uh, from a market perspective. And so, um, yes, big market opportunity. Yeah. Uh, hope to take advantage and uh, doing everything we can to get there. So uh, I wanted to ask you um, about influencing investors as a startup, but I, what I wanna switch, I wanna switch that a little bit. Because I think the temptation there with that question is, um, at least in my own mind, is to get the words influence 
and manipulate, confused. So maybe, can you talk a little bit about the difference between manipulating somebody and influencing somebody? To me, to me it's influencing is bigger, and it's the motivation behind it, it to me, is what the difference is. But influencing is, I don't just want to change your behavior, but I want to change your mindset. I want to change why you do what you do, and I want to have a lasting impact, not sure. just I want, to, I want you to do what I want you to do. Yeah. You know, it's, so what, what are your thoughts there? Right, so in my mind, they're, they're very different, right? So I think motivation, and you, you spoke to that, right? So uh, the motivation comes from a different place when you talk about influencing or, um, what was your word? Manipulating. Okay, I'll let you, I'll let you use the word. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> so uh, influencing and, mo- and manipulating, I think they just come from very different values, very different places, very different mindsets. Um, and along with that, uh, the outcomes are very different. Yeah. Uh, so when we talk about investment, which I, th- I think is related to your question, which is, you know, how do we influence investors or potential investors um, and be able to kind of demonstrate the value uh, that Hatch has today and that we'll be able to offer um, uh, in the future um, is one around creating excitement, right? So influencing them in a way that actually is energizing um, really takes a different spin than manipulation, right? You know, manipulation is, I just need to pull the money out of your pocket. Um, and, and I don't know that any entrepreneur really has that mindset. Like, that, that, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's what people are trying to do. I don't think they're trying to manipulate them. Um, but I will say that influencing uh, investors or gaining their attention or uh, demonstrating the value that you're going to create is, is a hard thing. Um, you know, I don't know that I've ultimately been uh, super successful in, in this aspect. Um, I, I do think that I'm passionate about Hatch. I think we do have a great product. I think we have a great team. Um, market opportunity is fantastic. You know, you know, it gets me up in the morning. <laughs> um, uh, but at the same time, demonstrating that and, and, and ultimately building relationship with an investor and to be able to communicate that over time um, is what we're trying to do. Um, and, and so no way in my mind is that manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, um, if you talk to investors, uh, you know, they're nervous about giving you their money, right? <laughs> you know, like there's risk in it for them. And, and a lot of times it's a sizable risk. And so, um, you know, which way it goes, uh, if you, if you you know, someone put a, an image of um, a horse, and I think it might have been a tiger, and, you know, they're both looking at each other, and it says, well, which one's the investor and which one's the, the startup? And, you know, if you ask a startup, you know, they feel like they're the prey, and if you ask the investor, they ultimately feel like they're the prey. And so um, we're coming from different places, uh, but, but at the end of the day, we have to be able to kind of recognize mm-hmm. where each other is coming from, um, and, and hopefully you get there in a way that's positive, uh, versus, um, you know, the way that somehow is yeah. a little seedy. Yeah. Yeah. So that... Or seedy in any way. Yeah. Um, what I, the way that I think of influencing is that um, influencing comes from a place of wanting to help somebody. You want to you have an influence on somebody because you want them to be better off in the end, no matter what that, whether you're trying to get their money and or um, or you're trying to get them to buy your, your product yeah. and, and save them time or whatever. You're, I think you're ultimately trying to improve their lives right. um, yeah. through, through influence. And so um, you are, as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, yeah. you're, you've got a lot of people that you're connecting with and talking to investors, your team, your clients, your 
advisors, a lot of people that are surrounding you that sure. you um, are invested in and are connected with. So how um, is it is it challenging to balance all of that? To think, um, you know, you're you're a good guy. You want to you want to help everybody. You whether that is um, like I said, whether it's giving letting somebody on your team. Um, invest their time to the company and hopefully get a huge payout when when it's the time is right or whether it's um, your your clients having more confidence as they walk into that meeting with their executives how do you balance all of those pieces yeah so one you know I think we're we're in a position where um, we have a great product and so we're trying to get it out there and so when a customer future customer client or user comes to me and says hey I, I really need this today Jason, I need in this beta because I have to uh, give a presentation, you know, in two weeks, and I need to create my marketing plan right now. Like, I want to give it to him. Like, I, I'm eager. Like, I, I want to help. I'm like, okay, I like, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. And, and a lot of times, you know, we're like, well, that's that's not my reality. The, the product's not gonna um, manifest overnight. So, um, you know, we have to be able to absorb those needs, those requests, uh, and manage them appropriately. Uh, and hopefully that everyone involved um, is clear. And so we talk a lot about, about transparency. And so um, in, in my world, you know, I try to be as transparent as possible uh, to investors, to the team, to our customers. Uh, and so I spend a lot of my time communicating. Um, and so whether I'm on the phone, whether we're in meetings, whether we're uh, sending out an email, it is to update uh, and to inform and ultimately give them perspective, uh, and hopefully we're doing it in a positive way, and they can see that we're, we're demonstrating progress, and we're gonna get there. And, and I think that is one of the biggest things that I can do um, as a leader, is to be able to communicate effectively, uh, and keep people informed, and make sure that we're not hiding anything behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the last thing I wanna do. Yeah, so it sounds like, uh, just to kind of summarize, that the way that you try to um, exact your influence on others. You do that through listening, transparency, and communicating. And those three things seem to be the keys. Wow, I'm impressed. You're, you're, <laughs> you were listening. Uh, yes. yes. And I'm impressed. <laughs> well, great. That's, that's all we have time for today. So thank you for talking with us. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, we'll see you guys next time in the next episode. Stay tuned. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Influence That Innovates, brought to you by Joyco Productions. And don't forget, somebody's always watching. Don't waste it.